Hi guys, I thought I'd make a prologue before my review. Um, I decided, I mean, I actually wound up finally being able to stomach fish, finishing uh, Suicide Squad 2. Uh, you know, the bad thing about giving a bad review to a movie is that there are people out there who enjoy it. There are people out there who make it a special occasion to go out and enjoy just maybe an actor or a character that they love no matter how bad the movie. And God knows that I forced my my parents when I was little. I mean, how little was I? Four years old? To see Superman 3 and Superman 4. Although, to this day, I still like Superman 3. Um, but uh, if you go to see this movie, just be aware. Anyway, the... Um, a small interruption and a cut there. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult for me to support or offer support for Suicide Squad 2. So if you read the title, you'll see that I'm giving it 2 out of 5. Uh, in my main review where I explain all the things I that take me out of enjoying the movie, I do say... There are people out there who are going to enjoy it, and I'm probably in the minority for disliking it. So, if you want to go there and just enjoy watching Harley Quinn, or, or you know, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, or John Cena as Peacemaker, you are going to have a relatively enjoyable time. But, if you are looking for a movie that is as cohesive, engaging, smart, uh, with great action, like Shazam or Aquaman, you are not going to find it in this movie. You just aren't. And, you know, the, the main, main villain, some people still don't know what the main villain is, because they, Warner Brothers, like, put out images of the main villain that immediately took them down like they wanted it to be some sort of surprise. Um, they should have kept it as a surprise completely without letting anybody know. But the main, main villain is basically a Galactus-level character in DC Comics. You know, and um, I, really in, I really wanted to enjoy the movie because that's one of my favorite villains ever. And I just couldn't. But, uh, like I said, listen, there are lots of people out there, you know, you're saving up your money, you want to go see it, you say, this is going to be an event, I'm just going to have fun. If that's the mindset you walk in and you can, uh, you know, I still suggest you listen to my review to understand the problems in the movie, because I don't want you to be disappointed if you watch uh, the film and don't know what you're getting into and then say, oh my God, I wasted my money on something that, that is just not very good, uh, then please do that. Please listen to the review. But if you listen to the review and say, you know what, it doesn't matter because I enjoy Idris Elba and I'm going to enjoy the movie, then go for it. You know, go for it. There, there are movies like that that I feel the same way. Um, anyway, so... That's my, uh, that's my prologue, and, uh, yes, I did finish the movie, and 
Oh, God, it just, um, well, the ending fight scene, the ending fight scene is mostly good because it was done by CGI art people who were able to control and direct the entire uh, sequence. So, in, in, I could enjoy the ending. Uh, I still highly suggest that you watch something else like Jungle Cruise. If you're going to go to the movie theater and you're going to pay top dollar for the movie ticket or whatever, listen, go see Jungle Cruise. It's got action. It's got The Rock. It may not have your superheroes, um, but I mean, it, it's. It, I love movies, the swashbuckling movies like that. I'm. I'm just. I'm just flat out supporting that movie over Suicide Squad 2. So if you're down to a choice of what you're going to go see, go see Jungle Cruise, wait for Suicide Squad 2 to be free or something like that. Really cheap. Um, you don't want, unless you're a really big fan of certain characters, you don't want to be paying the money to see it in a movie. Anyway, take care. Bye. Hi, everybody. So, um, usually I don't review brand new movies because I, I just can't really uh, go out to see them for a number of reasons. Uh, although I did make special a special point to see Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music and Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, Kong vs. Godzilla when they came out. Uh, those were, I mean, I, I, I saw Sonic in the theaters and uh, uh, everything else on streaming. Those are really, really fun movies. I love them. Uh, the uh, so this is uh, uh, I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's not really a rant. It is a review, and I know people are going to disagree with me, and I know why people are dis going going to disagree with me. But I think I have some valid points uh, uh, that you guys might consider. But, uh, yeah, from the title, you can definitely tell I, I do not like Suicide Squad 2. But it's not because of the acting. It's not because of who lives and who dies. Although I do think that two characters were wasted. Uh, just absolutely wasted. Uh by having him die. Uh, but, um, well, I guess I might as well just say uh, my rating is two out of five stars. It's below, you know, two and a half out of five is the minimum requirement for a movie to be, or what I consider to be a, a good movie or worth seeing. And, you know, I, I, got, I got to see Suicide Squad 2 because I have HBO Max, so it was free, at least for, you know, a couple of uh, days, I believe. And even then, I want my money back. It's, might as well say spoilers. Uh, although a lot of my complaints are not spoilers, I might as well say spoilers right now. The problem with Suicide Squad 2, uh, 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 Gunn 
wanted to absolutely make it like a comic book with comic book type things that only work if you're doing comic book paneling in the shots. And sometimes there's comic book paneling, but the majority of the time there isn't. Then there is Harley when she kills somebody in the middle of the movie when she's escaping. She kills a bunch of people and she sees a bunch of flowers, which is typical for a type of sociopathic um, uh, murderer, uh, a, a psychotic sociopathic mess of a murderer. Uh, they often see you know, types of hallucinations when they murder people, which is why you have a lot of people uh, involved in uh, like occult killings where they uh, do things like when they kill somebody, they see bad things leave their body, right? The problem is you see Harley kill, uh, kill somebody. I'm not going to say who. I mean, even though it's spoilers, I'm not going to say who. She kills somebody and says, you look much prettier now that all those bad thoughts are leaving their, your head. And they don't represent that with in the same way they represent her killing other people. She actually sees blood because you're seeing it from her, from her position, from her point of view. So they fucked up with that because there's no consistency in Harley's point of view or how she murders people. It's, it's, it, it's a minor complaint, but so many of these minor complaints turn into an issue where I'm wondering why am I even watching this? It gets super boring in the mid section of the movie or just before the midsection, like right after the first third. You have action that's supposed to be funny, uh, which really just shows the incompetence of Amanda Waller. And Amanda Waller is anything but incompetent. It, there are a lot of things that happen in the movie that show that Amanda Waller has no control over her team and they conceal information or they're too incompetent to get information, which results in a character who's incarcerated uh, giving out uh, secret information about their team and winds up in the first team being killed in the first five minutes, right? I guess Amanda Waller knew about that, but at the same time, she didn't know that one of the characters could not swim. She didn't know about the phobias of another character. She, who had been incarcerated for at least a couple of years, uh, she doesn't know uh, that there are freedom fighters and actually orders the team to murder the freedom fighters. It's fucking stupid that all of these plot holes and plot mistakes and character holes are allowed to exist in this movie. And what kills me is that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were very tightly knit and the pacing was high quality. I mean, you, you follow the pacing properly. 
Uh, when they slow down to give you exposition for each of the characters' bios and their motivations, they literally stop the fucking movie and have each character say, okay, it's this character's time to tell them about their issues. And then they joke and they laugh. Like they're the fucking... Uh, like it's a, a fucking NBC sitcom. And what kills me is I love Gunn's directions. I love his movies. I, I, they do a very similar... See, he managed to have exposition in Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 without it being a situation where I wanted my fucking money back for all the time I spent watching the goddamn films. He never, he didn't have to, I mean, granted, there's some amount of slowdown in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Quinn meets his father. Well, unlike Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, where Quinn is out there being chased because he's basically tracking down an Infinity Stone and decides to take the Infinity Stone and keep it for himself. And, you know, it's a high seas space pirate swashbuckling, essentially. It's, it's, it was a swashbuckling movie. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had a completely different purpose. He wanted to find out who his dad was. And that's when his friends decide they got to save him. And, of course, he found out not only who his dad was, but who's, who his daddy was. And there, there, it's the appropriate amount of, of pacing. This movie, you got a lot of action, then they say, oops, guess we killed the wrong people, and then fucking a, a couple of off-screen kills. One kill is supposed to be fun. Pardon me, I hiccuped. Um, one kill is supposed to be funny because... King Shark bites a guy's head off and it squirts blood all over the the window. Oh, by the way, when King Shark killed another person and bit their head off, blood didn't squish everywhere. But on this kill, it did because it was an off-screen kill and they had to show you that somebody got killed. It's fucking stupid. So, um... They also tried to incorporate a lot of comedy with the Peacekeeper and Idris Elba's character, God, I forgot his name, uh, Bloodsport, having a counting contest like Gimli and Legolas. It doesn't work, though, because it, it just... With Gimli and Legolas, it was like a, a friendly rivalry. With these guys, it was... Before, before they go in, they they really hate each other. Now, killing contests are friendly rivalries between friends or comrades. At least whenever I've seen them, that's the only time they fit. But they try to have the two characters say things that are half comedic. I mean, these guys are hard and killers. They would know if they're being funny. They would know that what they're saying could be considered partially comedic. 
they wouldn't fucking do that. At least not in the way portrayed. It, it was poorly executed slapstick. You know, it, it just didn't hit the mark. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, all of their kills did. I mean, they were kind of cool kills. And then they start saying, I killed this many, I killed this many. Like, the, uh, no, it doesn't fit the characters. I mean, it, it, peace, Peacemaker, right? Uh, Cena. John Cena is... He only he, he goes on this huge diatribe about how he only kills for peace, right? He fights for liberty, so he's a he's a freedom zealot. He's supposed to be a serious character uh, in that regard. Bloodsport. He is. Like a, 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 he's he's like Deathstroke, humorless. In fact, once that's one of the main problems with Bloodsport in the comics. He's got no fucking personality. Okay, he's just really mean, really terrible. He can't even get along with his fucking daughter. Okay, and then he really has a problem with John Cena's character, who says, I'm not a, you know, John Cena's character says, I don't kill men for money, right? It's supposed to be a really hard line he's taken against, uh, you know, I think his name is Bloodsport, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's Bloodsport. I'm sorry, I was, uh, I, I started doubting myself. I, I'm actually in the middle of watching this movie, and I start doubting myself. So Idris Elba is is playing this character that he confesses to all these reviewers that it was really challenging to try and figure out this guy's motivations. And then he has his or his character suddenly becomes friends with everybody else in the group and they bond in a fucking bar and now oh yeah peacemaker we're best buds i kill men for money which is something that you hate you uh you zealot and and peacemakers like oh yeah i mean i'm a total zealot against everything you stand for but we're friends because we got drunk i i don't understand the motivations for any of these fucking characters. And don't give me that crap of Amanda Waller stuck a bomb in their fucking heads. That would not explain how they could go from pulling guns on each other and telling each other how much their entire life disgusts them to bonding over fucking booze. That entire bar scene reeks of a Hollywood party. And how Hollywood people talk with each other. You know, movie people, producers. It doesn't reek of... Uh, it. I mean, it doesn't even come close to conveying the emotions or feelings of a girl who has daddy issues. Uh, you know, she really misses her dad and, and has surrounded herself with this project and controlling rats. A guy who has real hard mommy issues to a point where he believes everyone looks like his mom. You know, the polka dot man is fucking insane. Okay? And yet, 
he, he feels socially awkward, but somehow walking into a fucking bar suddenly allows him to um, bond with everybody, be friends, and dance with women that he has never known. And yet in his brain, all he sees is his mother's face on everybody's head. Uh, it, it's really fucking bad because of that. The plot direction and the character development is non-existent in any functional way where I can look at it and say, I understand who these characters are and where they're going. When I look at these characters, because of how they're being portrayed, what I see is Gunn wanted to hold a Studio 51 party, got financed for a huge fucking movie, and decided that everybody on set gets to blow coke, you know, gets to, uh, you know, blow coke and, and shoot heroin and just fuck around with every loose woman around and then maybe uh, shoot off a few paintballs at people and show some deaths. That's the description of this movie. And my other final major complaint. The fight scenes. Now, remember I said it's like they wanted to have comic book paneling with the action. They should have done comic book paneling similar to the spirit or done the pseudo comic book or pseudo realistic comic book uh, type of uh, poses or statuary uh, that they did in 300. What they did was like they went halfway to doing comic book paneling in the movie. Halfway. And then stopped. Now besides Harley being completely um, I mean her her sociopathic psychotic uh, behavior uh, you know where the effect where you see like instead of seeing blood you see flowers sprout out of people's necks uh, that type of psychotic behavior besides the fact that her behavior or her perception of the world is hit and miss literally it's like they had two different directors for all these scenes and uh, two different art styles for all these scenes the fight scenes are really fucking terrible. Now, it's not terrible from the actor's perspective. It's terrible from the direction and framing and choreographic perspective. I'm someone who really hates it when I see a stuntman wave their head back and forth and their arm, hands back and forth waiting for the hero to move and then tries to take an action in time for the hero to kill them. I really fucking hate that. I hate that because I grew up on some of the best choreographed movies in the 80s. When action movies were action movies. You didn't have stuntmen standing still while the action they were waiting for the action to catch up to them. And it's really, really, really noticeable in this film. Harley walks in, busts open the door, 
See, this is what I mean about comic book paneling. Um, in Batman Adventures, or in a comic book, you know, Batman the Animated Adventures, Harley would bust in, this standard Harley move, bust in, kick the door open with both guns blazing, scream something, and the men are startled, and then she proceeds to take them out, okay? In Batman the Animated Adventures, it, it was very fast, very crisp, comic book styled uh, behavior, right? She would scream, usually scream as she's kicking the door open, and then just start doing whatever the fuck she's doing, right? Uh, I mean, I'm just saying kicking the door open, but like she would make an interest. She would make a stylish interest, right? But it would be quick, it'd be concise. In the comic books, you don't have to be that quick because it's the entire fucking panel you're reading. And in the next uh, uh, panel, you see the guy's all dead, right? So it's like, oh, the quickness is implied. In this movie, she kicks the door open, looks at each guy, and each guy just stands there staring at her, not doing anything. These are supposed to be the top men who pull their guns out and just blow people away, right? They're, they're guarding her. They know she's a psychotic. They know she's incredibly lethal. And they don't raise their guns until after she raises her guns and shoots them all. This isn't just a one-time thing. This shit happens during her entire fucking escape scene. The entire fucking escape scene. She enters a room. The guys wait for the action to catch up. Then they try to lift their weapon after they get killed or she's already aiming and she's already killing them. She's not even moving that fast. It's, you know, if it was a comic book paneling, then what you would have is uh, a border of a comic book appear around her after she kicks the door open. It slides off. You see the guy's faces. Uh, that image slides off to reveal that she's already shooting him, right? Quick uh, overlapping theatrical uh, video cuts for the comic book paneling effect and it wouldn't look like they waited for her to take an action and then just let her kill them. That's basically how the comic book paneling style works, right? And I say this as, as a complete and total fucking amateur. Just because I've seen other movies do it better. Uh, in this movie, it's always the guys wait for the for the so-called heroes or villains to lift their gun before they lift their gun. I'm going to stand here. Now, you don't lift your gun. Oh, I'm lifting my gun. Okay, I'm lifting my gun. Don't shoot me. Okay, I'm shooting you. Oh, I guess I'm dead. That's how this fucking movie plays out. And after, like, the eighth fight, eighth lethal fight that this has happened after like the eighth fucking time eighth or ninth or however many I'm at, I'm, I'm over an hour and a half into the movie, eighth or ninth time of wherever it's at, I'm fucking bored I'm really fucking bored I went ahead and I read how the movie ends and it seems like this movie is a jump from one location to another to another with a bunch of talky talk a bunch of really bad action broken up in between and then finally people die and then you get to fight Starro. 
You know, this really pisses me off because I was really looking forward to a good fight with Starro. I really was. I'm going to keep watching the film. Maybe he has a good fight with Starro. Uh, from what I can tell, uh, how Starro behaves in, in the descriptions I'm reading, it's not a good fight. Starro is one of the biggest fucking villains in DC Comics. A lot of people don't know him because they don't. It, it's difficult to bring him on screen, right? Starro is evil incarnate. It's like Brainiac on steroids. And Brainiac's pretty fucking evil. But even Brainiac fears Starro. Starro has destroyed entire galaxies. Brainiac hasn't. Starro is basically like Galactus. And I'm waiting for a good Starro representation in something. You know, I mean, even in the comic books, if people don't know Starro, they don't do them right. So, I, I, it's... I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. It's not the, it's not the actors, it's not the characters. They're two wasted deaths, kind of ticked me off. I figured that would happen, but it's not a big deal. You know, I mean, one of the characters, uh, one of the villains uh, who dies, that villain is a legacy villain. So th they're like already up to the fourth or fifth person to pick up the mantle, right? So it's not too much of a wasted death, I guess. The other one that's a wasted death is like, oh, dude, you know, I mean, at least the guy got screen time, right? Uh, the surprise ending at the end of the credits, I already fucking guessed that because, I mean, okay, let me just tell you, the we Weasel never fucking dies. He never fucking dies in the comics. He never fucking dies anywhere. Weasel is always alive because the Weasel weasels out of death, right? It's a nasty, disgusting little creature. And I knew that the comic, the comic bookiness of that character and that creature uh, required him to survive. Anyway, um, it's the action was not enjoyable, at least not for me. Now, I know a lot of people like that type of action. There are a lot of people out there that think, oh, the bad guys are stunned because this other bad guy's so badass, they finally get to meet him and they get killed. Oh, that's so cool. I, I mean, I, I get that. You know, th this is one of the main reasons why uh, I, I didn't watch any of the new Star Wars films. I mean, I haven't liked Star Wars since Jar Jar Binks made his appearance. The racist piece of shit character just disgusted me. The prequels disgusted me. And I was hoping that Jar Jar Abrams would do something that was enjoyable. I, I knew, he, I mean, when he didn't, when he fucked it up, when he actually managed to do a worse job than Lucas, um, I knew it was over, you know. But one of the biggest things in Star Wars right now is the hero takes an action and the villain waits for the hero to take an action. And you see that in all the lightsaber fights, in all of the newer lightsaber fights, because I've seen clips of them. Uh, they're just waving their lightsabers around while people are, uh, while the stuntmen are just waiting for their chance to get the crap beat out of them or, or cut down. It's in every fucking scene. I mean, the corridor crew even made fun of it, right? The, the uh, stuntmen react video, they even made fun of it. And people are enamored 
with that type of fight scene and fight choreography where there isn't any fight choreography where the centerpiece is always the hero who is doing all the killing and nobody reacts until you know, into the hero doing all the killing right nobody reacts the stuntmen wait for their turn to die I don't like that type of fight scene I think it's a waste of my fucking time but what the fuck do I know I mean I was raised on Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan there was no wasted moment in those movies none at least not in the fight scenes and if you think that I don't like boring movies or you know quote unquote boring movies listen to me 2001 Space Odyssey is like my is my third favorite sci-fi movie of all fucking time and you know Enter the Dragon Bruce Lee the vast majority of Bruce Lee's actions are the actions of a spy if if you're talking to me about action saying well what do you want them to do I just watch a fucking Bruce Lee film watch Enter the Dragon Enter the Dragon I mean there's, there's some action at the beginning, and then there's a bunch of spy stuff. I mean, what people would call boring, what I call enjoyable, right? Uh, building, uh, plot building, stuff like that. You know, he's, he's going and he's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And uh, then you have the, the fight scenes at the end. And, I mean, it, it's, it's a long movie. Uh, but they managed to balance out the quote-unquote boring parts with the fighting. Sorry about that. That little buzzer was for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, don't... It's not an issue of I don't like boring parts in my action films. I was raised on it, you know. Um, quote-unquote boring parts, but... In Suicide Squad, those parts which are supposed to be interesting and engaging. It's like people talking about their Dungeons and Dragons characters over a beer. And then they dance. Jesus fucking Christ. Just Jesus fucking Christ. It's not good. There's no way this ending is going to be a good ending. Um... Not from what I've read. And even even if this ending is a good ending, I might bump it up to two and a half stars, which means it meets the bare minimum. I'm not going to give it three stars or above. It's... They fucked up way too much. And Amanda Waller is supposed to be on nearly the same intellectual strategic level as Batman. And yet she has no fucking control over her crew. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing. I haven't gotten to this part apparently. But her crew apparently rebels against her. Amanda Waller's hand-picked crew. crew uh, you know, the people in the intelligence agency. Turn on her. I hope that Starro has something to do with it. Although I don't know how the hell that could happen. I bet it doesn't. That would be the only excuse that they could have. Uh, no, it's just... What I read just makes me even more... I don't know. I, I guess i got to finish my, my job right now, finish doing what I need to do, uh, fin- printing out the stuff, and I'll have this movie playing in the background. But um, 
that's that's why I, I hope you guys understand my disappointment I hope you can tell by my by my voice that it's 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 not it, it's I, I feel disappointed I feel incredibly disappointed because Gunn has done so much better work and there's so many fuck-ups in this movie so many fuck-ups it makes him look amateur like amateur hour I don't know if I could have done a better movie than him. Uh, I know that I, I, I'm, you know what? I know I could have at least written. I know directing is a huge thing. Directing is getting getting things together, knowing who to coordinate and everything. But maybe maybe I couldn't direct. But I know damn good and well that fucking shit ass script would have been a lot better if I had written it. It's terrible. At least have a script worth using. This isn't even that. I could have plotted out the movie a lot better than this thing is plotted out. And you know what? That's really fucking sad. I don't... I don't think I would be that great at plotting it out. And yet I still think I'd be better. It's You know, when I say I'd be better than somebody at, at something... There are very few times where I, where I would say, well, I'm actually an expert in this field. I'm not an expert in this field. There are people much better than me, but I could still do better at plotting out this movie than how it was plotted out. And so could thousands of other people I know. And yet I know that there are a lot of people out there that are going to really love this movie. There are a lot of people out there that really love the prequels and really loved the sequels for Star Wars. There really are. And, all right, you know, to each his own. I'm not going to insult your intelligence or insult you for liking stuff that I don't like. Um, and I know I'm going to be in the minority for saying this movie is crap. But this movie's just crap. There's so much better shit out there. Fuck. Just... Watch it for free on HBO Max if you want to watch it for free. Um, but if you're paying, for, if you if you have an option to pay to go see a movie, just fucking don't. Okay, just just fucking don't. Do something else. Watch Aquaman. Aquaman's badass. You want to talk about a movie that's got pacing between quote unquote boring parts and action? Aquaman's nailed that down. Shazam nailed it. Shazam fucking nailed it. Aquaman nailed it. Suicide Squad 2, it's bad. And, and the, the fight scenes in both those other movies are far superior than this. And it's not about super heroics. It's about how they choreographed the fight scenes. Period. Anyway, I better go. 34 minutes of me ranting. Uh, and I didn't even want it to be a rant. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Hope you have fun. Take care.